It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Money for Lunch. Good to have you here, as always. Remember to uh, please share this episode with everyone you know. Hit the like button. This has become the, uh, we call it the thing that triggers the algorithm and helps um, people find the show. So definitely let's help as many people as we can. Today on the show, Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular contributor here on Money for Lunch and the man who coined the phrase felony stupid. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Thanks, Bert. Nice to be back. Uh, good to be in the show. It's a, it's a good time. We got a Democratic uh, president, Democratic House, Democratic Senate, and now we'll see uh, what they can do um, to get things done to help uh, the employees of, the, of this country, the working stiffs. Um, and we're starting out where we got to going to resolve this pandemic. Hopefully, uh, they'll invoke the Defense Production Act and get enough vaccines out to everybody to get, especially to get the teachers vaccinated to get the kids back in school. So we're this is the first hurdle that uh, the Democrats face and see what they can do passing this uh, new stimulus uh, package, uh, the COVID package, which should jumpstart everything hopefully by the summer it looks like they're, they're talking about they'll have everybody that wants a vaccine will be vaccinated so once that's done the real issue in the in this bill is the minimum wage um, you know this was something that uh, President Biden uh, promised during the election to help the working stiff and we've uh, discussed on many shows the importance of increasing uh, the, the minimum wage for everybody, and the concept is a rising tide floats all ships. Absolutely. And what's interesting, too, is when you compare what's happening here in the U.S., and you compare that to other countries, and I'll use the McDonald's example. So McDonald's, I believe here in the U.S., on average, pay something like $9 an hour which we know is not a livable wage. The same McDonald's is required to pay on average of $22 or $23 in the UK for the same exact job. Plus, they have to start giving the employees benefits, I think, after 30 days or something like that. And, and the reason for this is because the government says, hey, if you're going to be making money here, you gotta you got to give our people a – livable wage, and we don't want to be subsidizing McDonald's, one of the wealthiest, uh, most profitable entities in the world. Then you look at the U.S., and the U.S. doesn't have that standard. And I think that there's a lot of people that work at McDonald's, and they're, they're putting in their 40 hours a week, and then after they put in those 40 hours a week at McDonald's, they have to go get another job because they can't pay their bills. And that's the point, Bert. You really hit it on the button right there. You have to get another job. 
Right now, the minimum wage is $7.25. It's in, it exists in 26 states. If you work at $7.25 an hour, you make $15,000 a year. That's below the poverty level. You can't make, you can't pay your rent, feed your family on that, so you have to get a second job. So now this one person, so he gets a second job for seven and a quarter, and so now he's he's at thirty thousand dollars, which is above the the poverty level with working two jobs. But at the end of the day, if the minimum wage were fifteen dollars, and let's let's make it as simple as we can, there's two employees in this country. And there's two jobs. Okay, this this is this is the higher math we're going to do for the show today. And the the wage is seven dollars and twenty five cents. And one employee has both jobs. That means the other employee, a potential employee, he's out of work. Now, if you raise it to fifteen dollars, that one employee would only need to work one job, and there'd be an opening. And this is the myth that they're oh, if we raise the minimum wage, there's going to be uh, less people working. That's just it's just all fantasy, because what ends up happening is yeah, there's an open job, but then the other person gets that job, and and we theoretically on on that uh, basis have full employment. That's the whole idea, is you don't have to work two jobs, which opens other jobs. Right now we got 10 million people that need to work. If the minimum wage was $15 or, or on a, some kind of a sliding scale to go to $15, we'd have everybody employed. This is what the whole point of it is. And at the end of the day, this will lift basically nearly 40 million workers out of, of, of the poverty level. They'll spend every penny and they'll get the economy going. Okay, what's McDonald's going to do? What McDonald's will do is probably raise the price of their hamburger a couple pennies and their french fries a couple pennies and their Cokes a couple pennies, and they'll more than cover this this minimum wage uh, increase. So it's a win-win-win across the board. The consumer may end up having to pay more, but the consumer shouldn't fall into the trap saying, well, I don't want this guy to make more than seven and a quarter because I'm going to have to pay more for my uh, my McDonald's burger. No, you want you want to pay more for that burger so that everybody has more and your job, whatever it will be, you'll get a, an increase too because at the end of the day, we're going to have an increase in cost and an increase in labor. But what we're fighting is management, whose job is, and you know we've talked about this as an adversary system, management's job is to keep costs down. They can't be for increased labor costs so they'd be fired. So at the end of the day, government has to step in and say, look, we need to make this work for everybody, so we need to have a minimum wage going to $15. It doesn't have to be $15 overnight. It can occur over four years and gradually get up to, to $15, but we have to have that as a cushion for everybody. I agree. And, and look, here, here's the other side of that. When you say that management's, uh, one of management's duties is to reduce costs, I get that. We all get that. I mean, you're a small business operator. I'm a small business operator. We all want to reduce our costs. However, there's nothing more expensive than employee turnover. And when employees are unhappy 
they leave. And now you've got to train somebody else. And after a while, they're going to leave. And you've got to train somebody else. So there's a cost in that as well. There's a cost of when you have unhappy employees because, you know, they're tired. You know, they have to work two jobs. So there's a cost to that as well. And when you're, I think the average rent, and this is just average across the U.S. In some, in some pockets of the U.S., it's even more expensive. And, of course, in some pockets of the U.S., it's less expensive. But right now, the average rent across the U.S. is almost $1,500. It's like $1,486 for a one-bedroom apartment. That's, yeah. you know, so, so if you're working, if you're, if you're making minimum wage, all of your entire income from that job goes to pay that rent yeah and you and you hit it on the button with uh, uh people moving from jobs i have a friend of mine up in uh, wisconsin he has a factory minimum wage in wisconsin's uh seven and a quarter but uh for him to get a line worker up there because of, of the of the need for help he's paying uh, 16 and a quarter and what he tells me is is that there is a great demand for line employees there in factories and the demand's so great that some of his employees will leave because they can go somewhere else for a 50% raise. So there's competition now for these jobs because this country is ready to go. This country is, is on the verge of a huge boom. And I don't know if everybody, anybody out there really appreciates this, but right now we have a crisis in computer chips, you know, uh, semiconductors, uh, call them chips make everybody understand and there's not enough factories in the world now to produce enough chips to run all the automated machinery that's out there and and right now um taiwan um, uh, manufacturing company for chips they're building going to build a plant in the united states each of these foundries cost 16 billion dollars to build and they're going to build one. Samsung's going to build one. Intel has one. Probably will expand that. So that's just one industry that's going to boom because there is not enough chips to run all the automation that's coming. Electric cars are coming. A part of the uh, stimulus package, the, not the infrastructure package, is to uh, put uh, on the, um, the freeways of this country in the uh, current gas gasoline stations, supercharging stations for people to charge their electric cars by by 2035, they're not going to be building uh, gasoline-powered cars in the world, uh, and th that's that's where we're headed. So all these cars, not only are they going to be uh, electric-powered, but they all run on chips. And they're going to be automated where there'll be self-driving cars. So we have a tremendous boom. This whole economy is going to be changing before your very eyes. And it's going to require a lot of labor. And this labor needs to be paid so that they can have good housing and, and food and school and all the other things that they're entitled to because it's going to be made in America. That's where we're headed, Bert. Let the good times roll. This is what's going to happen in this country, and I think we all need to get behind it, but you can't expect people to work at slave wages. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I agree with you in, in the fact that, uh, what do you call it, we have this boom. Uh, we see it 
we even even with the pandemic uh, and the fact that our economy was essentially shut down, it is still plugging along. It's trending up. Uh, people are getting back to work thanks to the vaccine and and the efforts of everybody, including uh, the Trump administration trying to get that stuff out, and now the Biden administration uh, making it a priority. You know, all this stuff coming together, I agree with you. We're going to have a booming 2021. And the great thing about it, you, you, as you've already mentioned, is, is these electric cars are exploding. Tesla is opening up a plant in Texas. Um, there is a former Tesla employee who started his own uh, electric vehicle company. Uh, I think it's called Luminous or something like that. Uh, so, so there are other there are other players that are coming in to that market. So that one segment is is going to be absolutely blowing up, and it's going to require good employees. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's not just the building the foundries and producing the chips, but there's going to have to be programming on the chips. So there's a, going to be a tremendous uh, uh, boom in computer programmers. I mean, if you want the job for the, for the, uh, for the next decade or two decades, you know, make sure your kids go to school and, and take computer programming because that's where you have to have the programming that goes on the chips and, and the algorithms that are set up off of that. This is, you know, a tremendous opportunity for, for, for the young people of the next generation to get in there and get these jobs, whether it's, it's manual labor, you know, building these factories, putting in the uh, charging stations, putting up solar panels. There's so much to be done, both with, with person's hands and their brains. It's not just an, an all-brain economy that's coming out off the next 20 years. It's, it's for everybody. And, and at the end of the day, people, government has to be there to uh, protect the worker because unions, for practical purposes, really don't exist anymore. So all you have left is government for some protection, at least to get a floor on what people can uh, make as to a, a minimum wage that's a living wage that they can live on and, and house their family. And then from there, um, the, the wages for everybody else will also go up in, cars, you know, in, in the same way. And so we're looking at, at billions of dollars in, in um, additional uh, uh, a shot in the arm to the economy once this infrastructure bill is passed. That's going to be the next one on, in line behind the COVID bill. But it, the, the COVID bill is, is looking very good. It, you can get vaccines up to um, $3 million a day, and I think they're, they're on their way to do that. That's 100 million shots in the arm a month. And, right. you know, you only, you only need about three months to get, I figure about what 150 million people are probably uh, who people stand in line to take them. The others, you know, they're looking for um, herd immunity. But for whatever reason, there's just of the 340 million people in this country, there's a lot of people that are anti-vaxxers for one reason or another. But I think at the end of the day, and we'll get that up to 200. But in a, in a couple three months, we should get this pandemic in terms of getting people vaccinated behind us. 
And I think the uh, administration is working real hard to make that happen. Now that it's not a political issue, it's a medical issue. Right, right. And, and I want to remind everybody that if you look at uh, our history, you know, there was a point in time where children were chained to machines <laughs> until the government stepped in and said, you know, we don't think that's a good idea. Those kids need to be in school. And my point being to all this, we don't necessarily want the government in our lives. But sometimes the government's the only entity that can come in and level out that playing field and say, look, this is the standard. We're not going to have our kids chained to machines. We're not going to have our truck drivers work, you know, 15, 20 hours without sleep because that's dangerous. And they set these standards because they want to protect not just the employees, but everybody. Because, again, a sleepy truck driver can affect a lot of lives. Right. And, and, and so uh, that's, this, is, this is actually – some, you know, one of the times when the government and I agree, I agree that the government needs to step in and kind of again have a, uh, create that uh, that as you mentioned the floor, because there's nothing to me worse than, and, and I'm going to pick on Walmart. Walmart, uh, you guys can do your your research. Walmart has an incredible workforce of part-time workers. They they allow them to work up up to 35 hours a week. That way, they don't have to play, pay, uh, pay benefits, and and and. And it has been reported over and over again that a lot, I can't remember the percentage, but a large percentage of Walmart employees are subsidized by the government. And that's <laughs> not right. That, that you know, uh, I, my employees cannot be subsidized. I, can't, I cannot subsidize my wages uh, through the government. And I don't think Walmart should be allowed to either. Right. And at the, at the end of the day, that's why, you, you know, health care is, is the most, you know, one of the most important things people need to have universal health care or access to it. And employers, to the extent that they are there, they have to provide uh, access, at least, they don't, you know, to um, in, uh, health insurance through the, the company without regard to the number of hours you work. You, um, the, the, there's no requirement that the employer pay for it. At least what the employer can do, though, is provide access to this um, insurance so people have uh, the ability to obtain it. But at the end of the day, government is the backstop. Government, yes. at the end of the day, if they're not there, uh, business is going to do what business does, which is to do whatever it takes to turn the, the largest profit. And so I, I don't begrudge that because that's the capitalist system. That's what's made this country great. But by the same token, you need the backstop so that people aren't abused. You don't have child. That's why we have child labor laws, so you don't have uh, child labor. You have kids in school. Uh, that's the whole point. We have OSHA, you know, the Occupational Safety um, Health Administration, to protect people in the workplace so they have a safe place to work. These are the things that government does best is protecting people from uh, extreme abuses. At, by the same token, business, what they do best is uh, figure out a way to turn a profit and make money, which is what they're supposed to do, and government has to look for abuses where it, it can change it. That's the whole idea of, of working together and get this country rolling. The bottom line is we have to produce things in this country from now on. We just can't 
rely on on other countries to produce our essentials. And our essential, just like in the uh, last century, was steel, because we needed to build all the, these buildings and and um, you know and tanks and cars and everything else that we had to do. But that's it's not steel anymore. It's foundries that are going to produce chips. And if we don't have foundries in this country uh, producing these chips and producing um, electronics and equipment, we're going to be in a position where we will not be the, the greatest economy in the world because we can't produce things for ourselves. And that goes to medical supplies, obviously, for you know PPEs, for, for all the doctors and, and nurses and everybody to have their own protection. That's, that's just crazy that, they, that we can't produce it in this country. So it's it's really the uh, boom is coming, and uh, government is going to be there. A democratic government is going to be there to make this boom happen for everybody. So I'm real excited about this administration, and I think everybody that's listening, you know, call your or write your congressman and your senator and said, you know, increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. I mean, we have to push this because right now, for whatever reason. People have this idea, and I've seen it in the news. Well, you know, really, do we want to increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars? You know, these are people make these are reporters making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and there's for whatever reason, there is a uh, a feeling from people in this country that they don't want to see this happen, and it, it makes me sad that people would would want anyone. Uh, when there's ability to change the law to live um, below the um, uh, ability of uh, the poverty level. We don't want to see that in any state in this country. And, and what's really funny, too, is that not only do they not want to raise the minimum wage, but at the same time, the same people don't want the government subsidizing these employees that are making, you know, seven fifty an hour. And it's like, you know, if, if you want people to get off the government cheese, you've got to give them a livable wage. And, you know, something that you've said numerous times, uh, and, and I want to use this as an example, is if you look at Costco versus Sam's Club, Costco pays more money per hour. I think their average is like $21 or $22 an hour versus Sam's Club is like their average is like $11. Costco uh, has all sorts of bells and whistles. And they have almost no turnover. Uh, they're extremely profitable. Sam Club, Sam's Club, on the other hand, has high turnover. They're not as profitable. And, and that goes to show that just because you're giving people a livable wage doesn't mean that your company cannot be profitable. Uh, Zappos is another one. Zappos was... Um, is an online retailer. It's, it uh, sells shoes, and they really gained a lot of fame because they uh, they were very employee centric. They paid their employees above average. They allowed their employees all sorts of bells and whistles, and uh, and and those employees were also empowered to give outrageous levels of customer service. That's the other thing that made them famous, and. They were extremely profitable. They did not sell cheap shoes. They sell they sold high-end shoes, and people could find those shoes maybe cheaper, but they couldn't get that level of customer service. They couldn't get employees that were that happy to help them 
And so they were willing to pay the extra money to get outrageous customer service and to have a good customer experience. Later on, Zappos was bought for $2 billion plus dollars by Amazon. So th- there's tons of examples of what happens to, a, to us in a capitalist society when we treat our employees well, when they feel appreciated, when they don't have to worry about paying their bills because they have a livable wage, everybody wins. Everybody wins, and everybody's going to win, and you know, the, the computer's going to change the world. I mean, the, our kids I mean, and us, I think within the next 10 years, we won't be driving our cars. I mean, we'll be sitting behind the wheel and we put, punch in a destination, but the way the, the cars are now... This auto drive and these um, uh, ability of the car to recognize where where it is with these with the computer systems that are in there, they, they will be able to drive themselves and and trucking too. I mean, yeah. the truck driver is not going to be what the truck driver is today just because of of the ability of, of the truck to to run itself. It's, there's going to be and it'll be safer. I think the road, you know, obviously when when they have this perfected and they're very close to doing it, and that's why all the equipment that goes into these cars, all the computers and all the the, the chips and all the software and all the engineering, all of this is 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 what's going to boom us into the into the next uh, ten years, fifteen, twenty years. It's happening now. It's not something that's you know forty years away. We can talk about as a maybe. This is all happening right now. That's why you see the stock market going up so much. It's because of the fact that the, the people on Wall Street recognize that this is going to be a world that's booming and it's going to be one that's going to be run on electricity and solar power and wind power and, and power that is, is carbon-free. We're all heading in that direction, but you can't leave people behind. And at the end of the day, people are going to entertainment is com- going to come back and movies are going to come back and, 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 you know, the kind of things that Americans love to do, it's all coming back this year, by the end yes. of this year, it'll all be back. And, and the people will uh, be, be attending all of these uh, places and all the restaurants will be back too. It's all going to happen, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen in a way where you leave the, the guy uh, in the kitchen and the guy behind the counter, and the hardworking people uh, in all the movie theaters and all all of the uh, clubs and the bartenders, you can't leave these people behind. You have to make sure across the country that everybody's going to have a minimum wage. And as you say, this is the kind of thing that will reduce the cost of government spending in the end because people will make more, they pay more in taxes, and they're off the, off the dole. That's what we want to do. I mean, government can only hand out, you know, $1,400 checks for so long before the government goes bust. <laughs> you just can't keep doing it. And so right. how, how do you get people back to the workforce? And you, you hit it on the nail on the head. You get them back by paying a living wage. You're not going to entice a person back to the workforce for $7.25 an hour. It's not going to happen. And, and, you know, to, to – uh to talk about this, uh, the self-driving. Uh-oh. Bert. Oh. 
It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Hey, this is Bert Martinez, and we're trying to get Norm Blumenthal back. Let's see if I can get Norm Blumenthal back. Here we go. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, uh, I'll just, I'm going to pick up where I left off. And that is, you know, when, when we're talking about these auto drive, uh, these automatic driving vehicles, uh, stuff like autopilot has been around since 1914. So, this is not like a new thing that we're just experimenting with cars. This is something that's been around for a while and now it's being adapted to cars. It's being adapted to trucks, being adapted to uh, ships. And so it's, it's, it's been around for a, a very long time, but now we're, because technology has changed so much, it's adaptable to these other areas. And just like with the, with a pilot behind an, uh, a plane you know, he's right there in case something goes crazy. But for the most part, he can, you know, he can just put it on autopilot and he's good to go for a couple of two or three hours. So we're seeing the same thing. And I like your take on the fact that all of this is going to take manpower. It's not just brain power, it's manpower. So we are going to have this boom. And I think the boom is going to happen. Not only we're going to start seeing it lift off in 21, we're going to see it in 22 and 23. It's going to continue to go. And, and, uh, but but back to what we've been saying this entire show is that you cannot do it on slave labor. It's just it's it's not the way we were built. Right, and and at the end of the day, and uh, the Democrats should know better. The Republicans, I appreciate the fact they want to keep their keep costs down, but in our system, you know, labor has the votes, and yeah. people shouldn't be voting against their own best interest the fact that a minimum wage goes up it it helps everybody it, the right you know we said at the beginning of the show the rising tide floats all ships if the minimum wage now one thing they talk about well, you know you hear the handling oh if they raise the minimum wage uh the people won't be able to reopen that's not true you're able to reopen uh, you're able to reopen because you have to raise your prices california we put in all of these uh, raises to minimum wage. We're now the fifth largest economy in the world. Why? 
because everybody adapted to the higher wage for everybody. They raised their prices, and we went on. And that's what it's all about. And fine, people want to leave California and open their plants up in another in another state, Texas, uh, where minimum wage is seven and a quarter. It's outrageous that that's the kind of thing that we allow people to do. It's fine to open up in Texas, but it's not fine to have people working below the poverty level. And then you and I as taxpayers have to support the difference with food stamps and other uh, necessities that they need, health care and and everything else, because the, the company that's hiring them wants to make a larger profit. That's what I object to. Yes. I don't want the government subsidizing business at the wage level by hiring uh, people at, at below poverty levels. We just can't, we can't have that happen in this country. And we all have to stand together and say $15 or fight. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Norm, we're out of time. Always good to have you on the show. If somebody wants to reach out to Norm, uh, if you, if you have some questions about uh, how you're being treated at work or you have some consumer related questions, you can go to BAM law CA that's, B as in Bert, A-M, BAMLawCA.com, and Norm and his team will take care of you. Norm Blumenthal, thank you so much for stopping by today. Thanks, Bert. Always a pleasure. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. And you know what, guys? We are in it together, and there is plenty for everyone. We are in a very abundant economy. We're in a very abundant uh, country. And yes, we're not perfect, but still we're in it together. Remember, let's share the show with everyone you know. And as always, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.